Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast, recorded on the 25th of October, 2021, with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. This is episode 218. And now for the show. Welcome once again to the Modus Operandi Podcast. It's a very spooky time of year, and there's very spooky things happening. I am the spooky Alan uh, Evil Miller, and I'm joined once again by the one, the only, the Dr. David Dracula Overby. It's the scary Dr. Overby. You're supposed to say, like, blue, blue. Well, I'm scary enough as I am. <laughs> it is true. I mean, there are pictures of you. I don't have to try. Yeah. How's it going uh, down that way? It was, uh, like, really kind of cold and overcast and raining off and on all day today. Well, here we are. What is it? There's less than a week of October left. This was the first day that I would call a fall day, where it it would be uncomfortable to be in a t-shirt and shorts. Oh, really? For for the entire that's, day. Boy, that's not true up here. We've we've had a whole good solid week of of really really fall weather. I mean, I I went and uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I went and walked. Uh, Dakota uh, two and a half miles and no no I'm uh, three miles and then two and a half miles on Saturday and Sunday and uh, I was wearing long pants of uh, a long sleeve uh, shirt and a hat and I don't remember taking any of it off so yeah it's boy it's a lot cooler up up this way and it's we're, we're not that much further north than you well if we're on the weather uh we could talk about the big uh climate summit in, in glasgow we and this is happening right on the heels of this get another historic uh weather event the incredible um bomb cyclone and flooding in northern california so yeah, in wow. the space of right after right after just everything being on fire Right, so in the space of five months, there was that Omega heat dome mm-hmm. over the Pacific Northwest, 130 degrees in Portland, 116, I don't know, 140 degrees in British Columbia, and now I mean, we're It was hotter there than bomb, it was in Death Valley. We're having a bomb cyclone in, in Northern California. Uh, the most powerful hurricane to ever make landfall... Uh, uh, with Ida, um, the most powerful typhoon to ever hit. Oh fuck, where did it hit? It's somewhere over in Asia. I don't know. It, uh, uh, Philippines it, is usually where they go. But uh, the, I think the, the point Philippines I want to make a little, is that blot of it. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. It won't matter at all. Americans don't believe in it. Joe Manchin isn't gonna 
pay for it because that would be an entitlement. And Mitch McConnell thinks that we're penalizing rich people because we want to tax them. And America's just become a, a rotten place. Oh, no, no. no, no I don't no, care no, where no, you no. stand you're, you're on giving, climate change. You're giving Mitch McConnell... There's no way that you can ignore these kinds of this obviously severe and totally extreme weather events. But I'm convinced at this point nothing can happen, whether it's the pandemic, climate change, a 20-year war in Afghanistan. Americans do not change. Um, during the pandemic, uh, was actually there was no reduction in the release of ga- of greenhouse gases, despite the fact we were all staying the fuck home. We weren't flying anywhere, we weren't driving anywhere, and it didn't change. We just keep fucking burning shit. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not just Americans; it, the world, we're not going to change. I mean, you look at um, uh, Poland. Um, that one of their big things is that, that they're wanting to to keep their coal mines running. You know, China has just in, vastly increased their amount of coal usage. The United States um, it has actually increased its coal usage uh, this last year because uh, the price of natural gas has gone up for a bunch of different reasons, mostly COVID. Um, natural gas is not something that, you know, you, you don't have a mine just sitting there, especially, you know, these fucking strip mines. They only need, like, eight people to do it. They are not in contact with each other. They're driving around in giant vehicles, you know, gobbling up the, the ground to feed into to, to uh, uh, called uh, into furnaces to, to heat our water to make electricity that gets, I don't which gets used for more and more and more computers and uh you know all kinds of smart shit that never turns off you know we're the more efficient we get the less efficient we get the, the light bulbs that we've got um you know that these new led light bulbs um i mean you know this is very much first world problems but um, we've got these light bulbs, so they're very—they're so low wattage. We just leave them on all the time now, which ends up using a lot more electricity than using a you know a sixty watt bulb that you turned off when you weren't using it. And um, with Christmas season just around the corner, we know that now Americans will finally cut back on their electricity use. Oh yeah, uh, there's, there's. Oh wait, no, we'll have to have every single house decked out in electric lights. Christmas lights, Christmas trees, the inflated uh, inflated Santa with the reindeer, which runs all the time. There's a there's an electric motor in there that blows air into it that runs all the time, as well as the lights. But the the motor is probably uses more power than all of the LED lights that somebody has on the outside of their house. You know, just it just does running seem, those though, fucking motors. That some of the European countries are on board with changing energy use. And I, I just read today that um, Dutch trains run on wind power and that they use these um, these wind turbines to, to power their trains. And every day, well, thousands of... Well, that's the of, thing of, is that all of the, the trains in Europe run on electricity. They have forever. You know, it is as... 
as horrible as it is going to be and is potential just sitting there, uh, France produces an enormous amount of nuclear power. Um, they, oddly enough, have had a, a tiny fraction of the issues that we've had here in the United States, but they've still had like a waste dump problem. And uh, But isn't it true that the United States is the world's leading economy? I mean, in, in I know end, we're, but that's the thing is that France is a is a is a democrat is a socialist dem- democracy. I mean, they, they have socialism's just built into the entire system, and it's part of the way it works. So the tax money is equitable, unlike ours. Ours is just a fucking absolute bullshit. It's the least progressive tax system in the in the uh, industrialized world. Uh, and they redistribute a lot of that to downwards, you know, to people. Um, for instance, if you're a, a um, an artist or musician in France, um, you have to do, I think, a public performance every month or a display. Like you, you have to show your stuff somewhere if you're a visual artist. Or if you're a musician, you have to prove that you performed your music for people. Um, and you get a you basically get enough to live on so that you could do art. I, I mean, we, can you imagine if somebody tried to put that into legislation in the United States? I, it would be, it would be mocked and ridiculed. Oh, it would be, yeah, it would be just an absolute shit show. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Paying people to, to draw things? You know, which we did during the Great Depression. We, you know, the 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 uh, the works program had an entire arts thing. I mean, we had photographers that were being paid to go take pictures of our country. We had painters that were being paid to do murals in train stations and bus stations. I mean, um, supposedly, what you want is is you want people to be working. So if you have these people mm-hmm. who are artists, why not have them? be making art because yeah, we don't st- want people working. We want them to either be slaves or we just simply want them to starve to death. Well, I, I don't know. that's a, a bit extreme, but I, there is an awful huge... Why is it there, extreme? There's a huge contingent that actually doesn't care if you are, you know, if you starve to death because um, you are forced to, to skip from restaurant job to restaurant job because you can't make any money doing the thing that you are... The, the only thing you're really good at. I mean, there's so many artists that are really, really good at what they do. And they are just in poverty their entire lives. Um, I mean, fucking Van Gogh. I mean, he was, he, not only was he crazy, but he was poor. Um, you know, one of the most celebrated artists now. You know, he spent his entire life being uh, basically penniless. And... France decided that that wasn't going to happen anymore. But we, you know, are just like, no, more and more restrictions. Because, For instance, being self-employed, as I am. Um, I've lost my unemployment benefits early because of Trump. Um, I can't get unemployment benefits now at all. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. I can't get them. Um 
It, is that because I, of Biden or because uh, Biden doesn't want to undo Trump's policies or uh, I, I mean, they're not they're not, the unemployment has been cut off pretty much everywhere. Um, also, part of it is because of the Republicans in the uh, Kentucky legislature. Um, they took uh, uh, um, Bashir's most of his power to uh, use emergency measures. They they removed it from him. So now there's there really is no executive that can make emergency decisions. I actually I kind of think now it's like it has to be approved every thirty days if it's going to continue. And of course the, the, these fucking people aren't going to you know masks or unemployment benefits or they're they're not going to do any of it. But I also don't think it's coming from the feds anymore. I, I think the and and I don't think that's because of Biden. I think that's because of the the though I. I I mean, why Biden hasn't declared a national emergency already? We just we just went through a period. Actually, I still think we're having more deaths than we had at the worst point last year. Um, right now, I mean, right. I mean, we've never had a, a national response to what is a national problem. I mean, unless we're supposed to believe that by some incredible coincidence, all fifty states just happen to be having a pandemic at the same time. I would just go ahead and say this is a national problem. And uh, another thing in terms of the deaths is Trump was president for 10 months of the pandemic from March of 2020 until January the 20th, 2021. And we're now right about the same time period for when Biden has been in office. There were 397,000 deaths uh, under Trump. And now the death total is somewhere between, depending on what sources you look at, 733,000 uh, or 756,000. So if you just took the low end of that, 730,000, that means we've had um, at least 330,000 deaths under Biden. Whereas under Trump, it was 397,000. Not much of a difference. Well, and but Trump, I mean, we did not have the Delta variant then, which is way, way worse. Um, it's, right, but we it's also ba- didn't it's have basically the vaccine. Ten, it's, yeah, it's basically 10 times more deadly. And the vaccine has probably reduced the potential death toll by more than half. Well, um, right, but it, I mean, so I don't think that the, still, the Delta variant I, I is more contagious. I don't think it's more it's more deadly. But no, it's 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 more deadly. It it leads it leads to more people being hospitalized and more people dying. It's it's not well, a lot. Well, I just did it's some lot, calculations it's, it's in terms of um, total deaths and total infections, and the mortality rate is one point six, and that's what it's been all along between one and two percent. But I mean, let's just say that. You, you are correct on this. On the whole, I just really don't see how there's been much of a change between the way Biden's handled this and the way that Trump has. And I think that Biden definitely had the advantage because, one, the vaccine was available right when Biden took office. And the other thing is that Biden had a full year to observe what was going wrong and what needed to be done. And basically, Biden is just sat there and let all of the Republican governors uh, allow the virus to spread and for people to die. They don't, I'm not going to, they're, they're fighting 
mask mandates. And the uh, last I read, there's now a yet another surge in uh, in Arizona. Oh, so, that's surprising. Uh, uh, Florida, Florida seems to be on the mend, but it's also still awful. Uh, the I the the problem is all this states' right bullshit from the Republicans. I mean, you 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 do get to a point where things have to be legislated. You know, you can't right. But that's what I'm saying is I don't understand why this is a states' problem. I mean, if there's a natural it's disaster, because, it's because if 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 uh, I, I mean the okay, give you an example. Obama has made a mandate. That all companies with more than a hundred employees have to uh, ensure that they are are either vaccinated or they're tested weekly. Um, I mean that's 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 pretty powerful. Texas, you know they they've immediately made legislation, which I mean this is the only time Republicans actually do anything is when it's harmful. Um, they they immediately wrote le- legislation, which Abbott signed into law, that uh, there can be no mandates in the state of Texas. To, to which uh, Delta Airlines uh, or what, what is it Delta or one one of the big air one or two of the big airlines actually have major hubs there, and they were just like fuck you. <laughs> we are going to require all of our employees to be vaccinated, and there's nothing you can do about it. But you know, so, there's got to so, be something so that like stuck a, it, that stuck in the courts. But you still have this giant segment of the United States population that are just fucking blockhead morons, you know, and and they 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 are not going to do anything because they're Q buddies or, you know, they 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 heard, you know, from somebody they were friends with on Facebook that so and so got they, they all of a sudden they couldn't walk after they got their vaccination or their balls fell off or um it, uh, that was an actual thing uh, what was her name Kylie Minogue the a uh, fucking pops pop star dimwit you know her right. her cousin in Puerto Rico knew a guy and he didn't have his wedding because after he got the vaccination his his balls shriveled up and, and it's like uh, I, I, right. Well, they're gonna. They only believe people who they think are just like them. That they're not going to believe the scientists and the the nerds who they wanted to beat up in high school. Well, I but, I heard I heard one doctor who, who say that that you know he was in an airport lounge waiting for a flight. You know, he'd gotten through security and everything, and somebody recognized him from the TV and came up and started talking to him. And he said they talked for almost two hours, and it took him that long to convince this guy to get vaccinated. Two fucking hours. You can't... I mean, how many one-on-one conversations can you possibly have have with these fucking morons to convince them of what is just the obvious truth to anybody that has the least bit of scientific literacy? You know, if, if you understand how science works, then... It doesn't take that fucking long to figure out that this this vaccine is like it's not only safe, but it is one of the safest vaccines ever. And it's and it's incredibly effective. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah, it is so far beyond what has been available. Like the the original the first J&J shot apparently works about as as a little bit better than the average flu shot whereas the Pfizer and Moderna's after that second shot 
there's there's very few 98 95% effective vaccines of any kind and you you get i, I think it it reduces the chances that you'll get sick at all by 10 you uh with either the Pfizer or Moderna and that's that's before the booster shots your chances of being hospitalized are reduced by about a one a, a hundred times um and then your chance of dying is reduced by like two thousand times so there's I just it's and it it won't hurt you. <laughs> That's the thing. There's been there's, there's a, so many look at millions the of there's people. There's an inverse relationship between where infection rates and deaths are the highest, and vaccination rates are the lowest. And then where infections and deaths are lowest, and vaccination rates are the highest. Um, are you going to get it's your booster? Undeniable. Yep. I am. I'm actually scheduled to get it tomorrow morning. And oh, cool. uh, when we come back after this break, uh, I'll tell you more about it. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back after whatever this nonsense is. The following message comes from Robo Liquor Incorporated. To our thousands of loyal and very satisfied customers, we here at Robo Liquor Incorporated apologize for the recent issues with our controller app. Russian hackers took control of all RoboLicker 2020s for a brief period of five days last month. You may have noticed your phone heating up as you use the patented RoboLicker 2020 and odd behavior from your RoboLicker 2020, such as leaving the toilet, coming into your living room, and changing the channel to OANN or Fox News. We would like to reassure you, our value customers, that with our most recent version of the app, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer sends all your personal data to shady Russian hacker farms in Siberia, and does not and will never again send a constant stream of both of your phone's cameras to the same hacker farms. Despite these initial flaws in the app, we thank all of our users who refused to part with their RoboLicker 2020 and openly blocked intelligence officers from confiscating their RoboLicker 2020s. They're that good. So remember, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer spies on you and will continue to give you the deep satisfaction that only comes from getting your anus licked clean as a whistle. Just ask any RoboLicker 2020 owner if you can get them to come out of the bathroom. RoboLicker 2020. It's not spying on you anymore. Welcome back to the Modus Operandi podcast with Scary Dr. O and Alan Evil. So, Alan, you were asking me about getting the booster shot. Yeah, yeah, man. I have a booster shot scheduled for tomorrow morning. Ah, so I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to get uh, boosted, and then I'm going to come back. And uh, do you happen to know, do I need to get uh, developed Yeah, again yeah, it's, yeah, the it's, it's again like two weeks. Okay. Um, so the, the um, supposedly you're, you're a... Uh, 
what do they call it when you when you uh, uh the side effects are are the same as the as the second one you took so the second shot yeah, yeah. I, well i was anticipating having some side effects although mine were really not that um uh bad at all oh so, that was sick as a fucking dog no are, are you getting your booster oh fuck yeah man as as i as a matter of fact i i should probably just go ahead and and uh um schedule it I, from what yeah i was i was, li- I was listening to the cdc uh guidance and it's like yeah i'm 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 still under the age i think but um i've got high blood pressure that's the, they she literally said you know high blood pressure is being an indicator that you right. should get and one. plus anyone that is going to be in regular contact with the public just needs to go ahead and get a booster well, that's that is my job description. Uh, though I, you know, I tell you what, being a, a you know a contractor fixing houses and shit, um, I come into m- contact with a lot fewer people than I did when I worked retail. Holy shit, man! We should have been giving money to. I mean, the government should have been giving money to every single person that was working retail. Hazard pay. Yeah, just just give them fucking money for for being essential. And it's a and this crime is why people that we aren't going to come back to work because they've uh, there's been a pause and they've reflected on their uh, priorities and they're just not going to deal with it anymore. Well, and people they they worked through this shit and they've got nothing. You know, I've I I was a uh, uh, my drummer um, was you know, quote unquote essential, even though they didn't have any, he works for, for, or works or worked. He may have quit, uh, for Panera, for Panera bread. And, um, he, uh, I mean, he was considered essential, so they didn't let, they didn't, uh, uh, you know, cut him and he made less money than I did getting unemployment until my unemployment ran out. Uh, then I ha- was forced to go back to work, which I was not happy about, and neither were any of my clients. My regular clients really weren't that interested in having somebody come into their fucking house, you know, during the middle of a plague. Right. You know, and, and but I was fucked, you know. I mean, it was like, if it wasn't for Bashir, I would have been, I, I would have been trying to, to do anything to make money during that period. Um, instead of staying the fuck home and and helping protect the world, which is oh. anyway, I've we're those are the people. The essential workers are the ones who kept us alive. I mean, it was not the billionaires; it was the truck drivers, the people who stocked the shelves, the yep. people who were working yep. in the kitchens and the restaurants, and the people that delivered things. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't been for them, how would any of us have gotten anything? Exactly, and it's it's they should have been they should have been handsomely rewarded for risking their lives, right? And now yeah. we've got now we have this person call, who calls himself a Democrat Mansion saying that he's against everything. He's against spending money on any of us because will our mentality will change to a entitlement mentality? Yeah, entitled. Like, how can you how can you live with yourself and actually say that that after we've lived through and are still living through a pandemic that we all just feel entitled and this should just be given to us? I mean, he is such a waste, and that's why the Democratic Party is such a waste because they are always like this. There's always something wrong whenever they have every numerical advantage politically. 
that there's always going to be someone in there that doesn't want something, and then it's all just kaput. And, Man, and fucking Obama for two years had a, everything. Su- had a, a super majority advantage in the Senate, a liberal Supreme Court, and they couldn't do anything. Because, and it, I have to think it's because they just didn't really want to. I think that these people are politicians, and their goal in life is they want to be president. And once they get there, they're like, "Well, this this works." And he, you know, Obama is just a smug Ivy League elitist, and I think looks down on people and doesn't feel them and doesn't take their needs seriously. And Biden is just a conservative and self-absorbed and at this point probably demented and doesn't really know that what's going on and just seems to think that because he's Joe Biden and he's rubbed elbows with these Republicans all his years that he'll get in there and stuff will happen. I'd, it's I, like, I, guy's I totally I, out of touch, man. I, he's I, a waste. No, I, I completely disagree that he's... That he's uh, uh, that he's somehow demented or something. I, guy, he's he's that dude's fucking super sharp. But he he really Biden is he super really, sharp. Yeah, he's yeah he is. I, I mean I've I he, I've I've listened to him in uh, doing a off the, off the cuff uh, speaking with people, and he he stutters, but that's something that, that it's a speech impediment that he has worked to overcome his whole life. He's pretty doing pretty well considering, but. His the the his clarity of thought's pretty good, and he does really seem to be embracing a lot of the of uh, the more progressive ideals. However, you know he was a senator for for I mean how many years thirty years or something over uh, thirty years yeah um, and so he really believes that the Senate still works. Well, that he's obviously not that bright. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I I think that he trusts the Republicans a lot more than he ought to, and I think uh, hopefully he's starting to as hopefully he's starting to learn that because there there's not a single trustworthy Republican at this point in time. Uh, I, well, there there might be two cycle. or three. It's a vicious cycle. It's always about we need to do things in a bipartisan way. Mm-hmm. We need to compromise, but no matter how moderate conservative Democrats go, no Republicans ever support them on anything. And so you wind up alienating the progressives and the leftists. The moderates strategically are forlorn in what they're trying to do. And then the conservatives and the fascists are never going to go along with anything. And so nothing ever happens. Yeah, no, Until, there's, of course, there's, you get another Republican president and then everything goes even more you know, extreme. You, you think back to pre Newt Gingrich, and even even after you know for for a few years after Newt Gingrich, but but especially before Gingrich, um, there was there was almost never any bill that had a hundred percent of any party voting against it. You know, you might have one where you know that all the Democrats voted for it, and you know. 85% of the Republicans voted against it. But there were always some Republicans that, that were like, no, I, what, they're, what they're saying is right. And, you know, uh, p- post-Gingrich, but especially under McConnell, 
It's gotten the to party where of no. Republicans, that's, yeah, that is it. That's the only thing they do is say no, 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 But there's no, one no, major no, policy no. point that you're overlooking, and that's military spending. Oh, dude, that the never The Democrats stops. are always never signing stops. off on these insane military budgets. And, and for the House to have signed off on another one of these $700 billion military budgets after the Afghanistan war... That's why the the Democratic Party is uh, corrupted and and worthless. I mean, if it if it's, it shouldn't it's, have it's happened all, it's, already, it's everybody. It's also when the declared independence. War everybody was this votes 20 for that year shit. Loss, that should have been it. Like we're we're drastically reducing military spending. But no. Well, you know what the problem is? I mean, well, there's one of the many problems. I mean, most the main one is is that every single state, every single district has some company, little company, you know, quote, independent contractor or whatever that supplies parts for fucking military equipment. So nobody will vote against funding because they don't know where it's going. There hasn't been um, a full um, accounting of what, you know, an audit of what is going on with the budget. They don't. They haven't known for fucking 25 years where the money's being spent, where it's going. You know, they just and the worst part about this last one, and, and I, I agree that the every single Democrat that voted for that is just f- fucking worthless. Um, it's the, called free the, cap, uh, free the, market the, capitalism. The, the, man. Mili- the military didn't ask for it. Adapt or die. I mean, you made the choice to go into this business. If you made bad choices, that's your problem. The The government isn't there to uh, insulate you from your own bad decisions. This applies to all other aspects of the way our society runs. If you decided you were going to get in this business of being a contractor that was directly or indirectly supplying the military and military funding gets cut, then it's time for you to learn how to do something else. I mean, it's just like being a gig worker. You're you're making an okay living. You're doing something that you want to be doing. You're hanging around people you enjoy being with. You don't have to work hours that you don't want to work. Pandemic hits. Well, you made a bad decision. You didn't want to grow up back when you were 19 years old and well, see, that's, get that's, a haircut and I, wear I, I, your Sunday I, I gotta, vest and I, start cleaning out people's assholes. Uh, yeah, I, I so, got it. Got it. Got it. Got to Got to cut in here. You know, a lot of these people, uh, um, you know, start setting up. They've got some kind of manufacturing thing going on, and then uh, Raytheon comes along and says, "We need you to produce um, fifty thousand of this thing." And it's to these specifications because it's for the military. So you retool your entire um, uh, factory. You you add on to it. You hire more employees because all of a sudden there's this giant bag of money being presented to you by Raytheon. Right, or, you're taking the bait. Or, or Grumman. No, you're not taking the bait. You're fucking just you're doing business. You you can't not right, but part of business is what it's boom and bust. I mean, today 
the the demand is there tomorrow. Well, see this. It may this not is, be. This is. But what what you're missing is the political aspect of it, which is this giant factory gets set up. It gets running. It's rolling all the time. All these people have good paying jobs, making making decent money. Of course, Raytheon is profiting at a thousand to to ten thousand percent over any money that they're dumping into your little factory because. They're just sucking it up from the from the government that it's all it's none of it's accounted for. But all these people then have their have a better life because of this, you know, because of this military thing. Instead of, of course, you know, something like, I, I don't know, say you you invested in a big factory to to do uh, to to can organic food or or factories to process hemp. Uh, which was a big problem with the hemp crops here in the United States is there weren't any any uh, any plants to to process these things once it was legalized by McConnell. Oddly enough, um, but instead we're you know it's like oh just be a cog in the war machine you know keep you come here and you 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 come and and you know you you get a sort of decent pay. So when you cut the funding, then all of those people. They don't resent the company they worked for. They resent you for cutting them. So you get voted out of office. And it's it's just it's a ugly perpetual cycle of using this enormous fucking pot of money to just warp the way that the world works. It's what Eisenhower warned us against. I mean, he did. He this is right, what's but going I think to happen. That, that adults have to be ultimately responsible for themselves and they have to be aware of the decision that they're making (laughs) adults american people adults well no that's a good point i mean people that don't really cognitively cognitively develop after the age of five we're talking about people that wear fucking pajamas to walmart well, I haven't been to Walmart in years, so does that really happen? Yes, they do it to Kroger. They go. There are people that are full-grown adults wearing their goddamn pajamas, their slippers, going to the store. I, I see it all the time. That's because they spend so much time on the internet that they have that they think that they're always in the oh, same no, no. place. Oh no, 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 no! It's kind of a fashion statement. It's a, it's a. Uh, I'll wear whatever the fuck I want to. I mean, it was happening way before people were were just addicted to screens. You just don't live in the right place, son. No, I bet I bet you anything. If you go to to the Kroger there and, and just kind of hang out for a couple three hours, you'll see somebody wearing fucking pajamas. Yeah, I mean, I, I mainly just try to ignore the people when I go to the grocery. But you know, I haven't been to the grocery basically now in in two years. I'm trying to remember the last time that I did go, and I honestly can't. And I don't really care that much. I mean, it's it's interesting. The only thing I miss about pre-pandemic life is peace of mind. There is nothing but nothing that I'm eager to do. Like, oh, I can't wait to start going to restaurants again. I mean, I, I watch the, these programs on the Food Channel, and I just think, this is just such a waste of time and, and money. I mean, to, how good can this 
thing be that you're eating and that it wouldn't be that hard to make yourself. I guess I've been cooking for a long time now and that I enjoy cooking and so it's hard for me to understand the appeal of it. You know, going to bars, you know, I used to like to go to the uh, bar to watch a good uh, sports game. That doesn't interest me. Going to the movies, I mean, forget it. Um, You know, the the new James Bond movie finally uh, came out and so you would think, oh, well, Maybe that's something that the scary Dr. O uh, wants to do. No, don't have any interest in doing it. And I don't even care if I ever get to see it. Like, maybe it'll be on at some point. Maybe it won't. All the stuff they put on television is a bunch of junk anyway, so I'm not going to worry about uh, trying to see it. Actually, the best thing that's on television, if you ask me, are cat commercials. (laughs) Commercials that either cat food commercials or they just have a cat in them. It could be well, wait, for what, allergy what, medicine. What do you or, mean by television? Do you, do, well, you have, do, you, do you have Netflix? Uh, I I think so. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just talking about you have cable, you push a button, the TV comes on, you have these things called channels, television channels, you yeah, well, go up you or know, down. You, you could probably, if you had wireless for your internet, which I don't think you've still set up right it doesn't um, matter. That's one of the big problems. I mean, you're talking about some Americans really not good, being adults. There are some really good it's, TV shows. I, it's I, because I will argue that with you. They're just so lost in... Uh, well, fair enough. There are some good television shows. But one of the reasons Americans are never adults is they just lose themselves in these programs, as good as they may be. No, and, I, and, I, I don't think that's true. I think it's because... We that we've grown up in an ever more privileged uh, 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 society, so that that pe- individuals are just kind of expect things to be better and better and and more and more, but they also expect that to be true with everything. You know, for instance, I just just take a, a um, uh, like high school students in their grades. And the way parents react, you know, they react as though the teacher is the one responsible for their child not doing well instead of the fucking child. You you know. Right. But that's not I mean, I see what you mean. And also with the point you're you're not allowed to you're not allowed to fail a student anymore. I mean, that's just not a thing. They're not. They're, you can't give an F grade to a kid. They are going to to pass on to the next year. Fifty even years though ago, they, if they the student failed, have. then the teacher and the parent chewed out the child. Now, yeah. if the student fails, the child and the parent chew out the teacher and sue the teacher sometimes and the school district. I mean this this has happened more than a few times. I, I've. I have often thought about getting a job as being an assistant school teacher and just fucking giving an F to somebody and saying, I dare, I dare you, you know, to, to the administration, I dare you to change that, that grade. Uh, you know, because I, I would last a year. I would probably be really popular with some students and extremely unpopular with most of them. Um, yep. And... But I, I, w- I would expect to get fired, and I would make sure that I documented every moment of it um, because that would be a fucking fantastic book. Because uh, you, you know. You know that's what would happen. It's like parents would lose their fucking shit about everything. 
Uh, but, that, I mean, that's got to be, I think, one of the big things about why Americans are not adults is that they just stop using their brains at such a, an early age. Because, I mean, learning is an intuitive human behavior. Well, it's I mean, it's it, also just that they never have a responsibility. You know, they're, 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 there's not a thing that they have to do, that they absolutely have to do. Um, like mend the fence or make sure that the chickens are... Yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah, exactly. Uh, to you know, you have to go out and do this thing every single day, and if you fail, we don't eat. We we don't eat, and and you are in serious trouble. You know that it, something like having read the goddamn book you're supposed to read for for a class. Oh, I've got to. You know, I couldn't do it because X or Y. No, it's a book. Read the fucking book. I don't know. Right, but it's also just I think a contempt for for learning and and intellectualism. Yeah, that's 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 something that's been around for a while. I can remember when I was in high school, there was a certain certain group of people that really really literally had contempt for learning new stuff. And I can remember one dude that that I that kind of was like that, but he also uh, he also kind. I, I, it's kind of hard to describe. He also had a a, um, a desire to actually do the thing, um, and he was not real smart, but he was a super nice guy. I can't. God damn, I can't remember his name because. Well, I mean, you have the achievatron type. You have the people who are rule followers, and they'll they'll do things just because they're told to do them. But that's not the same thing as learning. When uh, Alan and I come back after this uh, next break, we'll discuss why the rest of the developed world isn't like America. Feeling hopeless? World politics crushing your spirit? Longing for a time when the future was so bright you had to wear shades? Ask your doctor if the Mopod political time machine is right for you. The Mopod Political Time Machine will return you to the year 1982, where you can live blissfully ignorant of COVID-19, the Trump presidency, reality television, Fox News, and wham! The Mopod Political Time Machine is a computer-controlled IV drug injection system that places you in a coma where, thanks to our patented cocktail of drugs and our carefully constructed authentic 80s soundscapes, you'll live out the rest of your days in the era of big hair as happy as you're likely to ever be. We have a very limited number of these time machines available, so order yours today. Mopod Political Time Machine will cause premature death. Side effects can include being in a coma, loss of up to 28 years of memories, divorce, diarrhea, bunions, gout, bed sores, matrix, red pills, blue pills, fight clubs, and instant death. Mopod Political Time Machine. Don't you want to go? So, Alan, uh, what is it that you think distinguishes the rest of the developed world from America? How come the rest of the world is able to have these uh, specimens called adults? Well, I think part of it is actually probably socialism, where a big part of the ethos of the society is caring for other people, making sure that 
you know, you know, not looking out for number one. I think that is something that is sort of ingrained in a great, great swath of this nation. You know, is that it's what I, I totally, I totally agree. I think across all demographics, people share that mentality, yeah, and they what, just assume I, that it's human nature I to be that way. Is more important than what you need. Period. Well, it, not only that, but. My primary need is to see that you don't get your needs. Mm-hmm. I want you to lose. Yeah, well, that, yeah, there's, I, I think there is a percentage of that, but I, there, I think there's a larger percentage that it's just that I don't care what you need. And I don't care if what I need takes away from you. That I, I don't think, but there is a certain, uh, a, a certain yeah, a little less than a third. Now, I think that the mentality that you just described Maybe. was with us through the late 20th century, but now I just think it's a race to the bottom and it's become I exist to I make was, sure I, the other I, I person was about, loses. I was about to semi agree with you in that I think that there's probably um, a th- uh, 20% to, to a third of Americans actually do really want to see other people um, that aren't like them, you know, and, and of course that's a really vague defini- definition, you know, it's, it, it's gotten to the point where it's people that don't have an American flag flying in their yard or don't have a MAGA sticker on their truck. You know, they want to see sh- bad shit happen to you. And the, the thing that, that makes it even more, uh, childish is that they don't see that the things that that bad things that happen to you also happen to them. You know, especially I mean, you look at these fucking white trash, fucking pathetic motherfuckers in in this part of uh, Louisville. Um, which this is just so strange. I live in the uh, west end of of Louisville, uh, which is Portland. Uh, it's called the port. It's called Portland. This this particular area. Um, and it, you can tell at one time it was a very, very wealthy and prosperous area. And I think after the, the locks were put in, um, it just started decaying at that point. Uh, did, did not do well during the floods, the 1927 floods. Um, actually though, oddly enough, this house that I've, that we're renting right now was one of the few places that was stayed dry. Um, Unlike my my the place I own in Smoketown, which actually probably had water up almost to the door, um, it probably had water in the basement all the way to up to the flooring. The, the, uh, that that aside, you, you can there are it's a mix of black and white, but it's majority black, I think. But there's little clusters of white people, and they fucking put Confederate flags in their yard, etc. And they vote for Trump. They vote for Republicans. They vote for people that do things that make their lives more difficult because they don't have any fucking money. You don't live in a shotgun house in Portland, the Portland area of Louisville, Kentucky, unless you're poor. And the things that Republicans do are almost exclusively aimed at hurting poor people. You know, taking away any benefits that you might possibly get. 
and it's just they vote for it. That's because you know those those welfare queens. Wink, wink. Like fucking Reagan. Meaning the black people. Black yeah, women. that's that's what Reagan did. You know, was was introduced this like non non colored uh, stereotype where it's just like oh the welfare queen. Is it black? Is it white? Of course, it's black. That's that's what it was meant to do was to 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 hit the 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 note without being explicitly racist. You know, all, think about all the people in Appalachia that vote for somebody like goddamn Trump after being told by their preacher that he's, you know, the second coming. Well, the preacher's doing it because the preacher's got, has invested the money he's stolen from this worthless sheep into all kinds of things that Trump is going to make sure that they make money because it's crooked-ass fucking bullshit, and they know a fellow grifter when they see one. So they want to make sure that that motherfucker gets into office, because halla fucking luya. And so these dumb motherfuckers vote for a man that could, that would not piss on them if they were on fire in his own bedroom. Well, I just think what you're describing is the mentality, if I lose one leg, it's worth it to see you lose both. I mean, I'll vote against my own interest, but I know that it's going to hurt this other person even worse. I'll lose both legs just to make sure that you lose one. I'm pretty sure that that's a little bit more like That's even better. Son of a gun. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? It really is. It's worth it to me to lose both legs to see you lose one. Wow. I, I, that's hey America with three K's. You know, Mitch McConnell said something that I think exemplifies the mentality that you were just explaining. Where there's, um, it seems that some, the Democrats may be coming around on this um, billionaire tax, where the assets of billionaires can be taxed w- without uh, the billionaires selling these assets. So the way that the billionaires get around paying taxes is they just don't ever sell their assets. That way they don't have to pay taxes on them. And uh, McConnell came in and said that this is penalizing people who have invested wisely uh, in order to compensate people who have invested poorly. And then McConnell um, uh, M- McConnell said this is a this is a desperate power grab to take the American people's money as though most Americans are billionaires. And that's, I think, that's part of not being an adult and not really using your brain like an adult and just acting like a little kid and believing in some fairy tale. Well, it's, so it's, that it's the- what happens is, is that, well, these are billionaires and they're making them pay taxes and you think, well, that's the same thing that's happening to me. Okay, but, but I, I you're can't, not a billionaire. I can't, I can't you remember live in the West End I, of Louisville. I can't remember who said this, but the, all Americans are millionaires in waiting, in their own minds. It, yeah, exactly. That we're all of us are are any you, day now. You, you, we're going to win the lottery, or we're just going to actually gonna have that, that lawsuit, business I'm idea. Sell my novel. I'm going to get my yeah. 
And, by, uh, and then Hit I will be a millionaire. News. And God, I don't want them to take any of my taxes from, from then while making you know forty five thousand dollars a year the, with the a family and the of television five. watching and all of that. I, I do think a big problem these days is that now uh, because of media, Americans vicariously live through these celebrities, and so they don't disentangle those identities cognitively. Well, there's also just the uh, the cable they're, news. They're more the cable emotionally invested thing. in what's going to happen. Like, I hope that this, these people get back together, or I hope this person is able to lose weight. I don't. Or isn't I, it great to see that this seventy-six-year-old celebrity still looks good? I don't experience this. I I don't know. I, I mean, I I think you're. I, I, yeah, I. Just, well, you don't I, think there's a big celebrity culture in America? I actually I think there's less of one than there was when we were kids because there are so many stars now. You know, if there's you know, there there are literally a hundred like really good shows on all of these different streaming networks. Some people are seeing the ones on Apple TV. Oh, some of them are seeing on right, the Right, but doesn't on that kind Warner of support ones. my point that I mean the more celebrities you have and the more that they are uh, demographically dispersed so that each different group can say, oh, that's that's my leader, that's my icon, then you have a greater percentage of the population no, vicariously I, I, living I think through celebrities. I, I think it's extre- Whereas if ex- earlier it was just you know white males you know, and there were I, four channels, I, I think if I, you didn't like those people, see, that's what's been lost is the, is the rebel culture. If, if you, you have your four channels and you've got your ten white male icons, if you didn't identify with them, you rejected the whole thing, right? You were a rebel. But well, now yeah, they figured sure, out, sure. no, let's have no. 10,000 shows and 10,000 different kinds of celebrities. Yeah, I mean, if so, you're a lesbian, you've got a celebrity. I, if you're I hate, black, you I, have I hate, one. I hate popular music, but I really like uh, X-Punk Band, which is actually has you know millions of people that love it. Uh, that sells decent. It just it's like oh I I'm I'm not into all of these people that are f- fans any of them. I I don't know. I think it's that now it's more diluted. Is that you you actually had big major stars when we were kids and and people would trust them and luckily very few of them went on to 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 be i don't know political in any obvious way when we were young now quite a few of those people have now you know they either have twitter feeds that you really want to follow or twitter feeds that are like holy fuck what happened to that dude um i i don't know i the the world has changed a vast amount since we were young and I, I really don't think that it's the, it's so much the television and cable and stuff as it is, what's on people's phones. Um, which well, sure. Is, I mean, I would is, agree. I'm talking about media. I'm not limiting it to television, but just that you know, media. But I, and I, don't, I don't think it's giving. Hand hand. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't really don't think that modern media is giving us this, the same kinds of of giant stars. There, you know. When we were kids, that everybody well, maybe not. I mean, they don't that, have to be giant stars. But I'm you, just saying you have stars. It's not in you. That's the demographics. That's the that's the main 
Demographics? Uh, Demographics. That, that's the main uh, the point that I'm, I'm trying to get at. That when you're vicariously living through a celebrity, maybe it's not a mega star like uh, Bruce Jenner or whoever it might have been on 1976 Wide World of Sports. Um, but there's a, somewhere there is a celebrity. There's a, oh, what are they called? Influencers like these TikTok people, right? It's someone who's not you and you're vicariously living through that because the, the media has become so advanced and sophisticated that it's like an algorithm. It's like an artificial intelligence algorithm that can anticipate and very quickly break down, okay, there's this type of person. They need some kind of influencer. And you, with the internet, I mean, you just presto, there it is. And the person can live through it. But the the obvious thing is, I mean, what you're saying about the white trash on the West End of Louisville, and you're 100% accurate to describe these people this way, because I've lived in Louisville long enough to know that that's what they are. The whole city is a pretty trashy place. Um, mm, point. Is, is that they do not in any way act in their own interest. They are seemingly eager to uh, support things that clearly work against them. And a lot of it, I think, it may be even more base than vicariously living through others. It's just this um, uh, ability to, or this d uh, desire to be turbocharged by toxic emotion. And that you know, anybody that's just going to encourage me to be pissed off and angry, that's what I want to get behind. Well, that's, I mean, that's Fox News' uh, a business model. It's just like, make people super fucking angry. And it works, but that's not exactly anything new. I mean, it's not like no, it's it is. I mean, they've they've you know they've they've been around for what seventeen years. That's relatively new. Um, there no, was I did, I'm not saying that Fox News isn't relatively new. I'm just I'm just saying that this the method of of make people angry. I mean, that's yeah, been but a, having having a twenty four hour high defi high definition television just hate monger. Ying, hate mon uh, there, there, there needs to be a word for this. A company that hate mongers, because that is all Fox does. Is you need to be furious about this thing that we're furious about right now, and it's, you know, it's often so and at at odds to what the rest of humanity cares about at the moment. Um, but it doesn't matter to the people that are devotees of that. And then they watch these quote-unquote opinion shows like Hannity and Tucker Carlson and, and uh, the, the drunk bitch. Uh, the Ingram J J Angle. Or, yeah, Laura Ingram. I mean, some of the just fucking worth, worst peoples in America. Um, and they've got their own shows. Um, and they right, believe problem, every though. word that they hear on there's that. No, and they're there's lied no to. counter to it. I mean – that you, you can't say you've got Fox News on one end and there's M MSNBC on the other because MSNBC is conservative. I mean, it may not be as over the top and extreme as Fox. And CNN is definitely conservative. I mean, yeah, any network yeah. that was still trying to make Bernie Sanders look like a Soviet sympathizer because of the comments he made about Cuba in the early 80s I mean, that's pretty much what Fox News would do if if Fox News could get Bernie Sanders on there when 
Sanders was in the 2020 primary, right before the pandemic hit. Um, that's what someone on Fox News would have done was said, well, you said this about uh, Cuba and Fidel Castro in 1983. So this is this that's all we need to know about you when he hasn't said anything like that in, in decades. And the model that he upholds that he thinks America should follow is the Scandinavian welfare state. And to follow up on that point, uh, I recently read an article about um, it was it's called Euro Trash, and it was basically bashing Europe and saying that the European model, the Europeans have rejected the European model, and they're trying to be like America. But what they wound up doing was that they wound up basically praising uh, Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden, and, and Finland, and talking about how uh, great they are, all the while saying this is why people like Bernie Sanders and uh, leftists don't get it. And it's like, and the the argument was is that you know Sweden was was basically quasi communist according to this article for the late twentieth century, where in the early nineties something like half of the country was employed by the government or they were living on government assistance. And so finally in the late nineties, Sweden said we we need to open things up and make it more free market, and so that there's private ownership involved in how the economy is working. But nonetheless, you're still talking about, and, but then they, they started uh, praising Sweden for being that way. Well, it's today's Sweden and Denmark and Finland and Norway that, that Bernie Sanders is saying, this is what we need to be like, and they have all of these other programs. The rest of the developed world has these things. Um, but to go back to the original point, that I mean, CNN and MSNBC are in no way a counter to or a counterbalance to Fox News. And I think that that makes Fox News as toxic uh, as, as it does um, what Fox News itself uh, broadcasts. Yeah, and there's and, and not only that, but there's there is even more more lunatic to the right. You know, there's OANN and uh, Newsmax. QAnon. Um, but I mean, but those are those two are cable shows. Those are things that are, are on cable television networks, and people that watch Fox will move into those. Well, those are even more extreme, and very questionable whether you know how much sort of the R- Russia has their fingers in either one of them. Uh, but it, it is. We live in very strange times, and people are more and more literally living in in um, psychological bubbles where they they do not have contact with what is consensus reality. You know, there's you know, for instance, you know, the elections. They Biden won. I mean, come on, he just fucking won. But there's a really amazingly large chunk of Americans that still believe that he didn't win because he couldn't have won. Well, and because they're just not going to, they're not going to believe anything that they don't want to believe. And and what yeah. I think has happened is that they're not adults, but you're, you're, you're right. That's definitely a, a, a winning theme uh, for, for this uh, episode. But 
once upon a time, belief dealt with the otherworldly. Like, how did we get here? What happens after we die? What kinds of things are going on out there in the in the universe? And now what has happened is belief now focuses on the observable, so that even the observable empirical world is limited to belief. I don't like that world. And you know what that means? Yeah. It means nothing good is ever going to happen again. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi Podcast with Alan Evil Miller and Dr. David Overby. This episode was recorded at the IFPR Studios in Louisville, Kentucky and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remixed by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 219th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Search for us on Facebook because we're old and it's about all we can do. For link at the webpage with fairly recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to this show. I mean, it's, it's easy. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for sometimes funny, sometimes insightful, and sometimes littered tweets, and the occasional cute animal video, good comics, and bad jokes. The Mopod Gift Store is a fictional entity, and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, get vaccinated, wear a mask indoors, I don't know, have fun. See you next time. 